Welcome to episode 13 of Dave Box. This week I sat down with singer-songwriter Sean Rooney from Longford. This lad is a very talented musician. Sitting sitting across from him and getting to listen to, to him play two tracks, just, you'll hear it in the interview anyway, I was I was actually left speechless, I didn't know what to say to him afterwards, I, was, I kind of forgot why I was sitting there. The man's an absolute gentleman. He's a singer-songwriter from Longford. And we got to talk about everything from his influences growing up to the kind of transition that he had going from working in a band to working on his own. We also got to talk about his mental health and how music kind of helped him transition through that and work past it. We also talked a lot about the community-based projects that he does in Longford Town, um, as well as, you know, the, the usual stuff of what gigs are coming up and how he got into music, all, all that kind of crack. But... uh no, I have to say, Sean is an absolute gentleman. You know, I could have sat there for hours talking to him today, which comes across, actually, on, on the interview, which I'm going to listen to now, once I stop talking. So, guys, thank you again for all the support. Please don't be afraid to like and share the posts, because it really does mean a lot. So, thank you. Without further ado, Sean. This week I'm sitting across from Sean Rooney, singer-songwriter from Longford. How are you, Sean? Not too bad, Dave. What's the crack? Not a lot. Plugging away, the usual. <laughs> and uh, for just those who haven't heard your music yet, do you want to just give us a bit of a, a small little intro to who you are and what you're about? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'm about uh, writing original music and performing live. That's that's my passion in life, I suppose. Uh and I started doing it seriously about a year and a half ago, I'd say. Before that, I was playing with, like, you know, wedding bands and that sort of stuff. And uh, I started doing that when I was, like, I don't know, 20. And sort of five years went past. And the next thing I knew, I was like, Jesus, what happened? <laughs> so it was like, I better start doing what I love doing instead of just messing, you know. So that's what I started doing. Um, yeah, and I've been, I've been doing that since. How did you find the transition to going kind of solo compared to working in a band? Um, it? It's interesting. It's like, uh, it's kind of, um, it, it's it's much more, uh, what's the word? It's it's a lot better for the soul, you know. Mm. Um, it, it's fine playing in bands and stuff that are, you know, you get paid gigs and all that kind of crack, but... It's not. Uh, it doesn't nourish the soul in the way that you know performing original music does. There's something about composing something, and uh, and you know finishing something and being somewhat proud of it, and then being able to perform that you know in front of a live audience. That's I don't know. There's just nothing like it. Yeah, there must be. It must just be something special. That's it. Yeah. Like, uh, I always have. I always have such respect for kind of individual artists because I know. When you're in when you're in a band, it's it can be easier to kind of bounce ideas off people. Yeah. Even you know, like you might write a song, hash it out with a few people, and then other people can add stuff to it. But when you're on your own, you're kind of you know, yeah, you're kind of on your own. Yeah, you're on your own, and that is actually what stopped me from writing. I think a lot of the time, I went through a period of about four years where I, I literally I just didn't finish a single song. I would write a verse maybe, um, and I suppose it wasn't the healthiest time for me mentally either. So I was kind of struggling a bit with my mental health and I kind of would critique myself so badly that you know I, I would just throw anything I, I'd written out um, and the problem with that is you be, you sort of 
it's a sort of perceived failing. Like it's like another song you haven't finished and you think it just gets worse and worse. It's like a cycle, you know. Um, but thankfully, eventually, I, I got out of that, finished a song and then they, a lot of them just sort of <laughs> poured out after yeah. that, you know, which is great. But um, yeah, it was, uh, it's interesting. I mean, it's 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 fun to do that with a band as well. I did that when I was a teenager in the first couple of bands, you know, when you're cutting your teeth or whatever. And, um, it was fun, but I always just felt that I couldn't be in a sort of a... I don't think bands are democratic anyway. There always has to be a leader, I think. But I just couldn't let go enough to kind of... Certainly not at the time, anyway, to kind of, um, you know, put the writing over to somebody else. I just felt like I had more... I had uh, my own voice, and if I was to muddle that up with other people's voices, then it wouldn't be... I don't know. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be authentic. Be, it wouldn't be authentic, yeah. yeah. And it wouldn't be, for me anyway, worth listening to. So... Um, I just sort of, I had to do it my own way, kind of, you know, for better or worse, but I had to do it that way. Mm. Yeah, it must be, see, that's the thing, I must think, I, I can't help but think it must be, there must be some level of fear attached to cutting loose. Yeah, as well, Because you don't want to be seen, because the way Irish people work, you'd be seen as taking notions to yourself, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, look at him going on his own. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and half the time, you're not even sure whether it's being said. It's it's just a voice in the back of your own head thinking. Sure, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's your like, own, you know, you're paranoid a lot of the time, yeah. more so than anything. But I think that's the way it is with artists, mainly. I mean, pretty much everyone I've spoken to so far has come across when said pretty nearly word for word what you're saying. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like... <laughs> it's a shared uh, experience. Yeah, but, like, you have to open yourself up as well. That's it, yeah. You know, and... Uh, I don't think Irish people are the best at doing that. Definitely not. You know? Definitely not. De- I mean, I've, I've, I've been terrible for that over the past few years. I've only sort of started to learn to, to deal with that now, you know. Um, but, I mean, this, it, songwriting is extremely cathartic. Just, you know, it gets that it gets that sort of whatever emotion you have at the time. And it doesn't totally get it out there, but it releases some of the pressure in some way, you know. Mm. And then not only that, but you, when, you, when you release a song like that, you know... At some level, people are able to connect with that as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. even if they don't want to admit it to themselves, you know, there's a, there's a good connection with that. I think if the I think if the if the story is true, you know, if you've written mm. something that's true to yourself, uh, somebody out there will have had a similar life experience and can empathise with it. So yeah. I think that's you know, I think it was Bowie <laughs> said something like that. He goes, "You can't play to the gallery." You have right. to play it to yourself. Yeah, it's yeah. only when it's authentic that the gallery responds. Right. Yeah, know? yeah. I believe that one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. And um, when you started writing, or when you started performing your original stuff to crowds, how did that feel? Were you nervous? To be honest, it was the catalyst for me to really take it seriously. Oh, really? I, I, um, the first gig I did was supporting a friend's band. It was like, it's been, it's, it's probably two years at this stage, I'd say. Um, but I, I did a gig in, I think it was in Mullingar. And it was my first gig playing without a band in years and just on my own playing the guitar and my first gig playing my own songs to people. I hadn't shown anyone these songs, you know. And uh, it wasn't even so much the reaction from the people. I mean, I got a positive reaction, sure, but I, I it wasn't so much about that. It was more about just being there and performing my own material. And it was just sort of an epiphanous moment that was like, this is just what I should be doing, you know. I just felt like, this is it. I have to do this, you know. That was it. <laughs> I just had to. <laughs> From there on out, yeah. that, that was yourself. Yeah. And um, when it comes to writing music, you're obviously drawing on personal experiences. Yeah. Um, I suppose, how how much of yourself do you ever feel like revealing? 
within those or does is it more just the kind of the, the lyrics and the melodies flow and then afterwards you look back and think okay <laughs> yeah I think there's a, that's interesting I think um, there's definitely an element of uh, it's almost like a subconscious thing sometimes where you'll the way I write anyway most of the time is I will I'll play the guitar and I'll come up with a, a sort of a, a, um, you know um, some chords and I'll just start scatting over the top of the chords to get a melody and then whatever the scat sounds like the words I'll kind of you know the rhyme or whatever so I find that I come out with a sentence that has come from an emotional place but I didn't intentionally just spit it out it just came out itself you know um, and then I'll end up writing the song around it that sort of is how it works for me a lot of the time or I'll have a title and then I'll work from that or mm. you know if there is something really personal I find that I'm not able to totally 100% open up into a song I I think it's I'll get there eventually I think but it's just some things are just so personal that it's very hard to you know even though you want to write about it it's very hard to let it out there yeah you know? but at the same time I think there's a danger of making it that person too personal yeah so that like it, it is literally just for yourself yeah I you think know, it is yeah, yeah you can yeah. do it that way and there's kind of a, a line between them I think, yeah you know I think you have to hold something back at, at some stage yeah you know and um, like you were saying you are saying about you know you're in a, in, in a dodgy enough place for yeah years. what was it the kind of was, was it the music itself that kind of brought you back um, um, or was or yeah I, it was kind of odd I, I well it what what kind of brought me back to a better place now I mean I'm sort of doing better now than I have in a while and it's because I I, I mean I sought help you know I, I got help with my mental health um, which was important I mean songwriting goes a long way for that stuff but it's not it isn't enough sometimes you know and, yeah. and you need to you need to get out of that headspace so I did uh, I got help for that and that's been great I've, I've really kind of you know uh, improved a lot over the last while but it was the I think I think the fact that I hadn't been writing in so long and I I had always had this dream in the back of my mind that I wanted to do this but I, I could never do it because as, as I was saying earlier I couldn't write I couldn't get the words out you know I couldn't put it down or if I did I'd just think it was crap and I'd bin it you know um, so when I eventually got around to uh, accepting that okay it's going to be what it is just finish it and then see what happens you know and when I eventually got to that point I, I kind of everything else kind of followed after that so I was more open to um help with my mental health and all that kind of crack yeah see I th- it's, it's good though because it, like even this conversation now I can never could imagine that happening 10 years ago yeah in the country you know oh, sure yeah like, like I remember growing up in school and having some serious you know you, you, you kind of get you kind of get stuck in your own mind especially as a teenager kind of going through a lot and you know mm. uh, but you always felt that it was just you yourself you know, whereas now you've got like you've got the likes of rubber bandits who go on the late late and you yeah. know, openly discuss it. You know, there's there's an open discourse now. Yeah. Which is huge. It's hugely important. It really is, you know. Um, because it really is hard. I know as a as a as a man, it's we're definitely worse at, at opening up about stuff than, than our um female counterparts. So you know, it's important that all this is kinda getting out there, uh and, and creating that discussion because people need it. Yeah, yeah, because even even as a Kevin Moran from Dublin, the Dublin GAA team mm. has the Warriors of Light, which is huge because like people would never associate mental health issues with sports for yeah, you yeah. know. So it's good to see that even lads like that are getting behind an initiative yeah. of getting men to open up. 
it goes to show you that it can affect anyone like oh you yeah know? everyone and at any stage in your life like, exactly you know and I suppose that's kind of where Everest High yeah. came from as well wasn't it yeah that's where that song kind of came from yeah um, again it was it was about kind of uh, admitting something to myself and also trying to explain to the people around me what was going on um, the, 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 the verses of that song are very much uh, trying to sort of vocalise the frustration of of not sort of feeling the way you want to be you know feel, not feeling normal and feeling frustrated with life and frustrated with not being able to talk about things and so um, yeah so the verses are very much about that and then I think it's the pre-chorus and chorus are kind of trying to explain to people that don't get it what's going on you yeah. know Um because I, I found that that was that's problematic as well, and it's that whole issue of people not talking about it enough and people not understanding what what happens, you know. And I know it's different for everyone, but for me, it was about like you know trying to explain what was happening to me personally, anyway. Um, so that song's pretty uh, pretty close to my heart, you know. And it was the first song actually that I, I put up on on Facebook, the first What's video it, yeah. I put up. Yeah, it was the first video I put up, um, and it did pretty well, you know. Cool FM did an article. Um, about it and and uh, it got picked up fairly well, so I was shocked and surprised <laughs> and you know delighted with that. Yeah. Um. It kind of just validated what I thought about about the song, about the the subject matter of the song, you know, because it was really it was really that that people were picking up on, you know. Mm. Um. But yeah, that that song is uh, that's one of my favorites. I'd say I kind of if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, both, you're, yeah. allowed, you're allowed to say yeah, that. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I suppose from from there, like reception and you know the article on Cool FM. How do you find in general, kind of the Irish music scene, in helping original artists? I think it's kind of difficult. Um, yeah, I find it hard to. I, I've, I'm not the best at networking and that kind of thing. You know, I'm I'm kind of. I'm <laughs> I like to just perform, you know. I like to get out there and just play the music and whatever. But um, yeah, I found it kind of hard. I struggled a bit, certainly, definitely at the start to kind of try and get gigs and and all that kind of stuff. And as for Irish radio, I mean, that's I still don't know how I'm gonna I'm gonna get on Irish radio. You know, oh, it's it's, it's really hard. Like one of the first guests I had in this told me about the quota that there is in Irish radio. I, I couldn't get over it. Right, it's yeah. It's like 30% or something. Yeah. Is, is the maximum that's allowed to be played. Yeah, it's crazy. And when you take into consideration there's in the likes of Hosier yeah. and YouTube and Walking on Cars and yeah, Codeline, yeah, yeah. it leaves a very little window a for... A tiny opportunity. I mean, it's just non-existent almost, you know. Yeah, but like even the other day I saw an article on Joe about, you know, the Le Crunch Festival. Yeah. Or, and people were giving out saying that they should be celebrating original artists as opposed yeah. to just doing covers. Doing covers, yeah. And... I've kind of found myself disagreeing with that in a way because a, a good cover can it draws attention to you yeah you know because I think people can be reluctant to nearly gamble right. <laughs> on listening to new music sometimes yeah that when a, a good cover comes out and when a good is it kind of it draws attention to you as an artist and then they like you because they do oh you're the guy that did whatever song yeah and then they start listening to your music and then that's I think I mean like, like Brave Giant Friends yeah, is yeah. you know is this digital love which kind of shot them up absolutely and then from I think from there people really started listening to them as a band yeah. more so you know but I'd like it it would be great if you could just celebrate original music but it's yeah. just the general yeah. public that, can that, be tough to it shake is really, into it's really tough like I I I kind of 
it's I don't try and stay away from covers. I I do stay away from covers because I don't. Um, it's rare enough that I find something I think I can do anything with. Do you know? Maybe I'm just not creative enough in that sense. You know. Um, but I I just feel that. I mean, there's so many talented people. You know, they're phenomenal. There's some amazing covers out there. There's always a better singer. There's always a better guitar player. Um, so for me, I just fa- I just felt that that wasn't the route I would be able to go to get attention. You know, yeah. I thought that I put every every effort I can into the original stuff and try, even though it will be harder, to just build up from there. You know. Well, for me, I, like the song that really kind of drew me towards you was was Edith. Right. You know, I I just even just the composition of that track. Uh, it's, just, it's just beautiful. Thanks. No, it's genuine, it genuinely is. It's 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 like it's right up my street. It's such easy listening. Cool. And just real like kind of feel good stuff. You know. Nice. Um, oh, I suppose I was asked you about where you know the the actual inspiration behind that one, that particular track. Yeah, that was one of those tracks. Well, like I mentioned earlier about sort of uh, blurting out a line and not knowing what it's about. That was one of those tracks. The chorus kind of. Um, I just blurted out this line, you know, Edith, lady, it's been forever since you came along. I had no idea what it meant, but it just flowed with the with the sound of the music. Yeah. And uh, I thought, oh yeah, cool. And I just left it and wrote the rest of the song, you know. And I thought, I'll come back to that later. <laughs> um, but it kind of turned out to be about, I think, I sort of unconsciously said it because it was sort of a metaphor for a state of mind. Because at the time I was feeling pretty good about things. I was kind of um, reflecting on uh, past experiences, and uh, you know, that's what the verses were very much about. About sort of uh, about a darkness, about a, a dark period. But now I was feeling better, and it just kind of came out like that. So by the time I had the song finished, the chorus, I thought, well, actually, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> you know, it just kind of. So I didn't bother changing it then. You know. <coughs> Um, but then everyone asks me who, who, who's heard the song so who's this bird you're, you're talking about like you know it was, and I'm like actually it's not a woman at all it's like you know it's a metaphor I think but um, yeah that, that's pretty much it yeah, yeah cool cool do you want to give us a track now while sure we're, while, we're, while, we're, while we're discussing I will while we're discussing your music you know what will I do let me think um <laughs> So I'll give you an acoustic uh, rendition of Edith, if you like. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. All right. When the rain comes When the grey falls When the season draws on you I can see the sun have no method of prevention When darkness seeps from every pore I'll suffocate in silence So I leave it up to you To take me back and start anew Bring light to my darkest place Brightest of the summer's rays Edith, lady It's been 
forever since you came along Now we're crazy In love together and it's so strong We don't need a siren song We can just move along When the fear calls And there's holes in my shoes Literally everybody I interview, I have no rhythm. You don't play. Or? I have no rhythm whatsoever. No, no I tried playing before, and like I was a disaster. There's been like multiple times in my life where I picked up a guitar to try and sit down. And just like I have three songs I can do, and I leave it at that. Right. Yeah, that's my. Then I gotta go through. Well, yeah, but sure. But, um, as long as you're enjoying it, that's the main thing. Like you know. Ah, uh, I don't know. You got such a great voice. Like thanks I suppose we're going to into gigs and stuff. You know, yeah. uh, what's coming up and everything. What's coming up? Um, uh, <laughs> my memory is brutal. Uh, let me think. I know I have a couple of things coming up. Okay, there's one this weekend I'm playing a couple of tunes at in Longford, which is uh, the Longford Jam for Syria, which is an aid of a great cause, obviously. Mm. Um, so I'll be playing a few tunes at that. There's also some like spoken word and comedy and poetry at it. And, um, so that should be fun. Uh, and it'll be, I'd say, fairly unplugged vibe, you know, acoustic yeah. and all that kind of, all that kind of thing. Uh, and then what have I got coming up? I can't remember. 
Playing with Youth Mass in the Workman's Club. Yes, thank you, Rachel. Rachel's my manager. Um, I'm playing with Youth Mass in the Workman's Club in, when was it? When is it? Sometime March. Then. Sometime in March. Keep an eye out. <laughs> keep an eye on the, on the Facebook page. Yeah, actually, um, keep an eye on the Facebook page. And uh, so I'll be supporting them in Workman's. And there's possibly one, I don't want to say too much about, but possibly one in Workman's, or not in Workman's, in uh, the Liquor Rooms in Dublin. Mm, in good. either February or March, I'm not sure which. So, uh, very cool. Yeah, so there's some, some stuff coming. And um, you know what you were saying there, Lando, breaking out into Irish radio? Yeah. There's, there's actually a few, I mean, DJs that are pretty decent that, that kind of highlight in Irish music. Right. I mean, you got you know, Gavin Glass, I suppose, down on Radio Nova. But I think at the minute, Paul McLean and stuff, and yeah, and they're all looking for new for new acts and all right. that, which is good, like because it's about time that they yeah <laughs> got into the, yeah big got, time got, in, got into pushing the you know the kind of indigenous talent. There's a lot of great talent in Ireland. Oh, it's like, shocking, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like even them um, half the festivals that are going on in the country that don't get the recognition that they should. Yeah, with the acts that they have. Yeah, yeah, like um, like there's a band, you know, other kin. Yeah, know, I've heard of other kid, yeah. Unreal, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I still have never heard them on radio. Yeah, yeah, that's mad, isn't it? Uh, um, where else are we going to go? I suppose influences. Like, what is it that, what is it that yeah. really kind of, I mean, lights a fire inside you when you listen to a song? Um, oh, there's a few different things I really love. I love uh, soul music. I love, like, um, sort of Motown and... Uh, just, like, late 60s, 70s soul. I really love that mm. stuff. Um you know, Marvin Gaye, Otis Redding, um, Rita Franklin, you know, just tons of that stuff I love. And I also like, um, let's see, I, I like random things like Aerosmith. I love Aerosmith. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I like Tom Waits. Um, uh, Tom Waits is a king. He's outrageous. His lyrics like, are just sublime. Uh, just Closing Time is, without a doubt, one of the best albums ever made. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I don't care who disagrees with him. Yeah, no, it's, it's incredible. Classic. It's incredible. Um, and then there is I'd say my number one favourite artist has got to be Paul Weller um, I love Paul Weller you know everything he's done the jam the style council the solo years um, you know NME gave him the godlike genius award and to me he is a godlike genius so you know uh, I worship at the Church of Weller <laughs> you know that's every Wednesday and Thursday isn't it uh, I, Church of Weller well it's every evening for me really <laughs> I, I kind of just you know it's constant I, I just think he's brilliant you know yeah um, ever changing and uh, just a great songwriter so I take a lot of influence from him as well you know <clears throat> yeah that's that's the main the main stuff I suppose um, plans for the future like I mean what is it I mean for you yourself that you're kind of aiming for that you're yeah, going to go towards yeah. right now um, well I'm hoping the plan eventually I, I want to be able to sort of you know um, put get a, put my own band together and uh, you know maybe a five or six piece band mm. and uh, and be able to sort of successfully tour and support myself that's that's the main goal you know um so I suppose if I can make a decent living out of playing music, that's that's uh, my own music, and that's that's what I want to do. In terms of the short term, I'm looking at releasing a single very soon. Um, I was in the studio last week, recording a couple of tracks. So I had the help of two absolute legends, Dave Goff from Navin and Mike O'Dowd from Glass and Mead. Um, Mike plays is an incredible drummer, and uh, Dave is I think one of the best, if not the best, bass player in Ireland. So. 
um, I have unbelievable help from those two guys and the rhythm section sounds unreal so I've got to go back and, and track guitars and vocals and stuff but uh, I've got two songs lined up there and one of them is going to be the first single and the other one is going to be the second single I think so um, and then sort of in a few months time I've got another two done one of them is Edith yeah. um, and hopefully then I can get a four track EP together Brilliant. and release that so it's I'm kind of forward, that's, that's the plan you know at least that's the plan yeah, no, looking forward to that. Because I was actually going to ask you about <clears throat> any about EP release, mm. or is there a kind of a time frame for that? That you're thinking, um, kind of hoping. Oh, uh, when was I hoping to release an EP by the summer? By the summer. By the by summer. The yeah. yeah. May. May around May. There you go. Definitely mm-hmm. keeping my ear to the ground for that. Cool, one. nice one. Cheers. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I suppose online support as well. Have you found Have you found much? In terms of that, you know, like yeah, it's, people it's getting been, behind the Facebook page and it's been pretty stuff. decent. Yeah, it's yeah. not bad. Um, yeah, people have been pretty supportive of it. You know, um, it's. I mean, you know, again, it's that whole thing of when you're trying to do the original music thing. I suppose, in considering it was, it's the the first video I put up was original and it did as well as it did. That was positive. You know, it. it that, I have to say, people were very supportive of that. They shared it around and. Um, you know, I had people who I had no idea who they were talking to me and, mm. you know, all that kind of crack. So that's great. Um, and people have been very supportive. It's a little slow to, to get off the ground with, you know, um, to build up the numbers and all that sort of stuff. But, um, but it's been pretty good. And I have to thank everybody for their, for their uh, interest because that's, uh, it's great, like, to see yeah, somebody uh, no, listen. In my opinion, it's always much better to, 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 to just slowly, slowly yeah. go. Like there's nothing worse than hitting a hitting a peak too quick, or hit, yeah, you know hitting, yeah. hitting those heights and then not knowing. Yeah, I think it's always better to keep. Yeah, and just keep if going. It eventually and comes and you've yeah. got a lot of sort of experience behind you. Yeah. That sort of thing that's better, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. like that's you know the the fast track to success thing. It's. I don't think. It's, it doesn't I mean, happen like, it, it it happens rarely. I'd say, and yeah. it, do, it you know it's uh, usually you know you hear about overnight successes, and it's like yeah. I've heard lots of bands say, yeah, we're an overnight success, but we've been doing it for like five years, you know, <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's not really overnight, but, um, yeah, but no, I, I look, I, all I can do is sort of keep doing what I'm doing and cross the fingers and hope that, that it kind of pans out all right, yeah, you know, well, I mean, going by how it's going so far, I'd say you're, I'd say you're doing all right. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, do you want to crack ahead with the next one? I mean, like, you don't even have to, like, I know I said earlier on about having to do a cover, but like, I'm a chance of cover, I'm yeah. a chance this, um, yeah, I'll chance this one if I can remember it. It's a while since I've played it and it's a little shouty, but I'll give it a go. This is um, How Sweet It Is. Marvin Gaye, I think.
without you in my life Cause every day Such a boy All the things I did It seems I've done them before But you brought up All my days With a love so sweet In so many ways I wanna stop And thank you baby teachers here teaching guitar and drums and bass um, and there's uh, there's some great vocal coaching going on there's like you know it's just all about getting young people involved in playing live music and I just got involved myself Shane asked me to, to help out with stuff so um, it's really cool you know because when I was younger in Longford there was no you know we had the odd battle of the bands or whatever but there was nowhere where people could kind of learn together like this and, and, and get to jam with other people and all that kind of crack so um, it's great to see somebody doing something like that and uh, it's great that there's that there's sort of still budding musicians out there from a young age because a lot of the stuff like I did a, I was judging a, a local talent show and out of I think there's like 
there was a lot of people auditioned anyway at least 15 people auditioned for it and one person was playing an instrument everybody That's else crazy. was singing to track like you know there were no bands I thought there would be at least some bands but there were none I mean only a few years ago there would have been you know half of it would have been bands you know half the auditionees so um, we're losing touch with that so it's great to see that uh, there's still a place like School of Rock here that can cater for young people who want to play music and even encourage them to play live music you know um, because we're losing that in, in young people it's not like it was when I was a teenager I sounded like an old man um, <laughs> when I was a teenager we, there was, everyone was playing music you know? yeah. everyone was playing live and um, so but it's uh, so it's a little disheartening to see that younger people are kind of swaying towards the kind of the electronic side of things like, not that there's anything wrong with electronic music or whatever but it's just that you know we're losing touch of that natural sort of uh, that natural the thing where you, the rawness of, of picking up a guitar and learning how to play the guitar and like you know going out with your friends and having a jam or whatever and being really bad for yeah months being before. really bad for ages yeah. in my case years being really bad for years and you know so yeah it's important I think so I'm delighted to be a part of that it's, it's really cool yeah, yeah no, it, must be, uh, it sounds so rewarding like because even I always think that people really undervalue just how important music and arts in general yeah is for uh, not just not just a person but a community yeah. and even like like I mean a national community to have an identity yeah and I think that has really been missing I think because what always got me was last year with the 1916 rising there was so much money put into the arts mm. so that we could have these big centenary things yeah and then there was a thanks for doing that lads now back to yeah scrimping and saving for the rug out from under again yeah because yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of I was kind of hoping that after seeing that there might be more money pushed into it yeah and it was nearly the opposite like yeah it's unbelievable it's unbelievable um, like um you know, we've got some... In fact, actually, Longford has got a great theatre. It's one of my favourite places to be, <laughs> ever, you know. Um, back, backstage theatre in Fernie Hugan in Longford. And it's just... It's a wonderful theatre. It's it's sort of... It's tiered seating. It's got a great um, stage, a good-sized stage. There's, like, I think 216 seats. But it's just the atmosphere in this place, and the sound is incredible in there, and it's just amazing. And they're struggling with the funding that they get from the art like I mean they, a few years back they were cut so I mean they had huge cuts you know and you just think what you know why where is it what's the problem you yeah. know like I mean we yeah. need the, like the Irish are renowned for their playwrights for poets for singers you know we've had an outrageous amount of talent through the through the decades but yet our arts council won't provide us with enough funding to allow us to pursue these things yeah. you know so yes. I don't know, but even 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 those who do want us to pursue it, the obstacles that you have to overcome, yeah. like the forms and just how difficult people like going through going through all that can people can make it for you oh, to actually yeah. succeed. But anyway, happier notes, great music, <laughs> you know. And like you said, you got good, you got some gigs coming up in the in not well next weekend and yeah, in the then, near future, and then yeah. March, yeah. yeah, and then the EP coming out as well after yeah. that. Good times. Watch this base. Yeah, man. I'm telling you. I like once that EP comes out, I'll uh, I'll be making sure to get a sign one for you. <laughs> nice one. No problem. <coughs> um, yeah. So, Sean, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, Cheers. Anytime you want to come on in the future, you feel free. Absolutely. <laughs> Cheers. Okay, and that was Sean Rooney. Guys, make sure to go on to Facebook. Give him a like. It's at Sean Rooney Music. Okay. And if you could all like and share that podcast, that'd be great because the support. And the shares and the comments and the likes and all that crack, they really do add up, you know. I've got some really good guests coming on in the next few weeks, actually. But 
I I'm not really a fan of like kind of disclosing all that stuff. As you know, it's kind of a weekly basis thing. But there are some great ones coming on. So make sure to keep an eye out. Subscribe to the podcast. Give it five stars. Thanks very much. Thank you.